Hey folks, good morning. How's everybody doing? I hope you have your coffee and ready to have a little chat this morning. Our topic today is fibromyalgia. Now, um, so far we've covered a lot of topics. I think it's our sixth or seventh topic today. We appreciate the comments and the requests for topics. Um, that's how we get uh, the topic of the week. Next week is going to be um, spinal arthritis and back pains. So we're going to talk about that. We get a lot of questions about that. But today's fibromyalgia. But before we get into that, who am I? I'm Dr. Timothy Harcourt. I'm a chiropractor uh, in Fort Myers. I've been practicing for 33 years, 25 years in Pennsylvania. And uh, so down here for eight years, going on nine. I can't believe it. Um, and by the way, shout out to all the people in York, Pennsylvania, where I used to practice. I see some of you join us on Facebook Live and rebroadcast. Uh, love seeing you um, and everybody else. So um, why the topic of fibromyalgia? It, it's a requested topic is the best way to say it. Now, um, you know, fibromyalgia is kind of a tough condition and people feel a lot of times that they don't have a whole lot of options. And um, we're going to go over the options and things that you can do to help yourself if you have fibromyalgia. I do have to kind of preface that this session is not intended to be a diagnosis of your condition, nor is it a recommendation for treatment. You really need to consult your healthcare professional for that. Having said that, however, we're going to give you great ideas uh, that can definitely help you out if indeed you have fibromyalgia. Um, so, if you have uh, questions, uh, anything you'd like to suggest, please put them in the comments. We'd love to see you. Uh, and if you have a request for a future topic, go ahead and put that in there as well. So, okay, so what is fibromyalgia? We're not going to spend a lot of time talking about it. Uh, we're going to spend more time talking about what you can do about it. But fibromyalgia basically is diverse muscular pain, symmetrical points of the body above and below the waist. Um, it's generally persistent. It's not, it doesn't like come and go. It's usually there all the time. Many of my fibromyalgia patients say they go to bed with it and wake up with it. But once they start getting treatment, um, a lot of times we can get improvements uh, close to 80, 90% improved. Um, if you go on the Mayo Clinic site on fibromyalgia, you'll see there's no cure. Um, there's multiple reasons for having fibromyalgia. Um, that's what makes it difficult to treat. There's no silver bullet. You can't take a, like a pill and get rid of it. Um, so because there's, it's a multifactorial problem, it requires a multifactorial approach. So what are the issues? Well, first of all, you know, in our brain, if it gets used to, uh, believing or, or thinking that we should have pain, it becomes a self-generating problem. Uh, if our peripheral tissues, our muscles are irritated because of an inflammatory condition, maybe a comorbidity like rheumatoid arthritis or um, an autoimmune disease, then obviously that's a factor as well. And then you have the hormonal regulation portion as well and circadian rhythms and lack of sleep. So, it makes sense then we're gonna, the cure or at least the solution would be to address those issues. So the very first thing we are gonna address is sleep. Now, 
you know, there are a lot of different options on sleep. You can take a sleeping pill. It may or may not help you. Um, there's other things to try before a sleeping pill, though. Um, make your room dark. Uh, don't drink stimulants. Uh, coffee after lunchtime. Um, and, and by the way, with fibromyalgia, that is a complicating factor because a lot of fibromyalgia patients can't sleep very well, so they become caffeine dependent because they need something to get them going in the morning, which means that they may end up uh, drinking caffeine later in the day, which complicates sleep that night. So that's something that you have to break. You have to just get, get past that. Um, exercise is excellent to promote sleep, but just don't do it a half an hour before you want to go to bed because that'll stir you up and then you won't be able to sleep. But if you do at least three or four hours before going to bed, your body has a chance to settle down and then you can get better sleep. Now, how does exercise help your sleep? It balances the nervous system. So the autonomic nervous system, which regulates, um, you know, heart rate and breathing and uh, blood pressure and all that stuff. So the thing is, uh, if that's regulated, you have a better chance for sleep. Um, and, and, and the other thing is uh, you can play uh, soothing music uh, right before you go to bed. Uh, I would avoid uh, high doses of um, news and things like that before you go to bed. It's just going to stir you up. Um, you know, surround yourself and your brain with positive things, positive affirmations. Uh, some people will even have a journal and write in their journal uh, positive affirmations. Uh, you may want to read a good book. Uh, we have a local author right now, Veena Sharma, just published a book, uh, Tenacity, uh, Penciling the Journey and Inking the Destiny. It's an awesome book, especially for you ladies out there. Uh, the guys can benefit too, but the ladies would love it. Uh, it's available on Amazon. We'll put the link on that afterwards. So uh, reading a good book, good music, dark room, no stimulants after lunchtime can help with sleep. Then nutrition is the next thing. So you want to make sure that you have the raw materials so that your body can um, reduce the inflammatory component as much as possible. Now, if you have a chronic inflammatory component, then you might want to address that specifically. So interleukin-6 is a cytokine which uh, causes chronic inflammation in the body. And uh, a non-THC-CBD product will block interleukin-6, which means that it blocks chronic inflammation. So if you're suffering from a chronic inflammatory condition, and if you've had fibromyalgia for any length of time, you are suffering from one then um, it can uh, be very beneficial on the global uh, standpoint in your body. And that's taken with a tincture. We do recommend the non-THC um, type so that you don't become dependent on it. Um, but it can be a highly beneficial. Plus, uh, CBD is helpful for balancing your sleep as well. So, you know, CBD is really great for a lot of different reasons for fibromyalgia patients. Um, make sure you're drinking plenty of water. You don't want to be dehydrated at all. I mean, you want your body to have the opportunity to flush the toxins, acids, and irritants away. Um, and that makes a big difference. And then making sure that you're drinking, um, or not, not just drinking plenty of water, but fresh vegetables and fruits. Um, give your body those raw materials as well. 
you know, there's a lot of, out there about turmeric and other things. And, you know, I think it's great. Um, I've been using turmeric in my uh, dishes, so you don't necessarily have to take turmeric pills, but you can put it in your dishes. So you can put it on your chicken and rice and all kind of things. And it's great for the body, helps to reduce inflammation. And you do that naturally. Why not? You know, use more spices in your food. Uh, third thing, exercise. We did briefly touch on that. Um, now, would we recommend a high velocity type of exercise for fibromyalgia patients? Probably not. Um, what type of exercise would be good? So yoga is excellent because it's a slow, gentle stretch. Um, you know, there's plenty of exercises we wouldn't recommend for fibromyalgia patients. But the, but the reality is that if you're out moving around, especially if you're outside, and you're getting exercise outside, even, it's, even if it's to walk the dog in the sunshine, um, getting some fresh air, that's awesome for fibromyalgia. By the way, one of the complicating factors or comorbidities with uh, fibromyalgia is depression and anxiety. So um, fibromyalgia patients typically don't wanna go outside uh, because when we're depressed, we don't feel like going outside. So, but the cure is to go outside, at least part of the cure is. So the more vitamin D activation you get in your skin, the better you're going to feel about things. And then the more likely you are to go outside and then you, that helps you get through the depression portion of it and also ultimately helps the fibromyalgia. Uh, creativity. Creativity is an awesome one because if you're focused on a passion that you have in your life, regardless of what that is, then you're not focused on your condition. So one thing we want to do in fibromyalgia is to avoid the internalization of the pain. Uh, for instance, a lot of fibromyalgia patients, they kind of, all they think about is their pain and that's what their life is. And that, that's not a very good life. So if you have a passion where you, when you get totally into it, time is no longer a factor and you're just really enjoying it, um, that can really help uh, patients with fibromyalgia. Uh, because it helps to decentralize and internalize the pain. So what I mean by that? Well, the brain can kind of get used to the fact that you're in pain um, and we need to retrain the brain. So if you have, um, regardless of what that creative thing is, it could be scrapbooking, it could be um, painting, it could be computer work, it could be doing videos like we do, it could be any number of things um, you know, and, and there's plenty that can be done, uh, even with social isolation at this point in time with the computers. So, um, the sky's the limit really on your creativity. It could be making music. It could be learning how to play the guitar, uh, anything like that. Learning a new language. You can learn a new language on the computer pretty easily. Um, so, uh, Duolingo, you can learn a few words a day of a new language and after a while you actually can get along pretty well. Uh, so creativity is huge and, um, uh, not only in fibromyalgia for a lot of the things that, uh, that we see coming into the practice, uh, support. So you can join a support group and get ideas from other people. We, we just established a support group here, uh, called chronic pain support group on Facebook. Uh, we're just getting it off the, you know, the ground. And, uh, but those are ways that you can find out, okay, well, what did they do that helped them? And maybe what did they avoid that 
was great that they avoided a certain thing. Um, and then lastly, sunshine. So we br briefly talk about sunshine, vitamin D. Um, some people ask, uh, well, you live in Florida, you shouldn't need any additional sunshine. Well, I, I hate to tell you, um, that's not necessarily true. I, I'm up a lot of times before the sun comes out. I'm in the practice all day long and sometimes the sun's down when I leave. So even though I live in Florida, I'm not really getting a lot of sun. I'm in inside a lot. So it's important that we do get out there and get the sunlight exposure. I do get the question, what about taking oral vitamin D? Yeah, you can do that. And I would recommend it, especially if you your lab tests show that you have low vitamin D levels. Um, and vitamin D is very inexpensive. You can get it at Walmart or any of the vitamin places. Um, pretty much any place your shop has vitamin D. So it's a good idea. But I tell you what, it's just better to go outside and get the sunlight exposure. Now, like anything, you don't want to overdo it. We overdo it, then we risk uh, skin cancer. So, you know, the thing is, you just, uh, life is all about a balance, right? So these are some things that we can think of as far as helping you with fibromyalgia. Um, we really hope that there was at least one thing that you got out of the uh, session today. If you have any requests in the future, please give those to us. We'd be happy to, if we're able to do it, we'd be happy to, to do a session on it. And I hope that you uh, stay strong, stay healthy, and stay creative. It's Dr. Harcourt signing off. Have a great week.